Well, amen. What a wonderful song to uh, come and preach the word after. So thank you guys for great worship and song and music. So it's a way that God's given us to praise Him. I want to invite you, if you would, turn your Bibles to John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, I want us to think about something very important, something really neat. In our Wednesday night Bible studies, we've been looking at affirmations or who we are because we're in relationship or we're born in the family of God. And so that question, who are you? Last Sunday we looked at who are you and we found out the answer is I'm a child of God. Isn't that great to know that you're a child of God, that our Heavenly Father is, is our Father. And so we praise Him for that and we rejoice in that kind of relationship that we have with Him. The intimacy of being called His child is incredible. All because of Jesus shedding His blood for us. But this morning, I want you to see with me, we ask that question, who are you? I'm a friend of Christ. Uh, The Bible tells me that I'm His friend. Jesus says something about us being His friend. And when we think about friendship, how important is friendship? Uh, Many of you have really good friends and close friends, and we find things in that relationship that really help us in life. Uh, Some of the friends that I have, especially here at church, are some of the greatest encouragers of my life. When things are difficult or uh, when things are hard, I I find these guys encouraging me. It's amazing how they often just do that without being prompted or Without me sharing what's going on, they just know, and I really believe that's from God also, that He telling them to do that. They, they, friends, give you help. They share experiences together with you. So we have that commonality of experience. They know us, don't they? Our real friends. I mean, they know who we are because there's someone that we can let, let ourselves, our guards down with. And really get to know them and them us. So all these things are important in friendship. And so as Jesus uses this idea of friendship, He's using it as a kind of a word picture to help us to describe His connection. In John chapter 15, the beginning of the chapter, He uses another word picture of the vine and the branch. Uh, you know, the Bible not only makes direct statements about who we are in Christ, but also it gives us understanding through Uh, ideas and through things that we can connect with. And uh, this idea of friendship is another way that we can realize how that we're connected with Christ. Uh, The idea of being uh, a vine, a branch attached to the vine is one of those as well. And Jesus says a lot about that. It's worthy of you looking into later on the first part of chapter 15. And he gives us a lot of great things about being connected to him as a, as a branch is to the vine. And then he moves on to this illustration of friends. You know, the Bible says other things about friendship as well. Proverbs says several things. It says that a man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. It says also a friend loves at all times. That's pretty universal, isn't it? It means that our friends love us no matter What's happening to us that day? 
no matter how we're responding that day, no matter how hard we are to get along with that day, our friends are there and they love us at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. In other words, a friends, our friends are there for our times of adversity. Proverbs says this about friends. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. You see, we make each other better in relationships and friendships. Our relationship, our friendship with Jesus Christ makes us much better. And so I want you to follow along with me if you would. And I want you to think this morning about what's it like to be a friend or to be Jesus' friend. Well, follow along with me at verse 12. John chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servant, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Bow with me if you would and let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you today for the relationship that we have with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that it's being friends with you that really speaks to this deep connection that we have by faith in you. That what was accomplished and what's been given to us, what we have to hold on to and the faith and the hope that we have all rests in you. And to think about you as our friend reminds us of the closeness of that relationship. How that you're always with us, that you live in us. And that we can rejoice and take strength in your presence with us always. And so Lord, I just pray this morning that as we think about what it is to be a friend of Jesus. That we'll understand what a difference it makes in us and what a difference it calls us to in life every day. And we're thankful for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, as you begin to look at this thing about being, it's almost overwhelming to think about that Jesus is our friend. To be able to think in such intimate terms about that relationship with Him as a friend. Now, listen, I know that we have all different kinds of levels of friends. We have friends that are kind of acquaintances, and we have friends that we know pretty well, and then we have really deep, close friends. Let me tell you, that's the kind of relationship that the Bible's talking about here, that Jesus is describing. It's, one, it's the closest relationship that we have with anyone is our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so it's wonderful to look at Him in terms of, of being His friend. Now, what does that look like as we begin to think about it practically? Well, one of the things that we have to realize that if we think about Jesus as being our friend, that we look at his life that he lived, doesn't it? Uh, How we share in the life that he lived. And really what, maybe more than any other thing, characterizes the life of Jesus Christ is the fact that Jesus Christ lived a sacrificing life. That uh, he 
He was always putting His friends and their needs above His. John writes in verse 12, when he says this, he says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. What does that say about his relationship to us and with us? That it's a sacrificing relationship. That the only reason that we're connected to him now is because that he came to this earth and died for our sins. So that in dying for our sins that He could make a way for you and I to have a relationship with God. The only hope that we have in in knowing God and being born again and having eternal life is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so that way is, is the way that Jesus made for us because He lived a sacrificing life. You know, it's not only the cross... Jesus was constantly looking out and caring for His friends and those that He came in contact with in the ministry that the Father had given Him. And so He lived a sacrificing life. You see, a friend's love is expressed by a sacrificing life. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Uh, he, says, he said to listen to the challenge that, that this is my commandment, that I, that I give you love one another. And listen, He qualifies that love. He says, as I have loved you. And so when we're looking at relationships that we have with our friends here on earth and the human relationships that we have, we ought to see those in the terms of the relationship that Jesus Christ shows us. And He says, love others as I've loved you. How did Jesus love us? What qualifies that love? The qualification for that kind of love is giving and sacrificing. So look, if you want to have a relationship with your friends here on earth, if you want to be a strong relationship, an intimate relationship, then it ought to be one of where we're sacrificing for them, right? Some of you guys need to say amen. Amen. Yeah. Where we sacrifice, where we give into that relationship, where we put ourselves out there and we share, not with any expectation of getting anything back in return. And, and so that love's expressed by sacrificing Alive. Jesus expressed His love for us. For God demonstrated, right, His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's His service to us, that He would come and die for us. And so that was the expression or the demonstration of His love was through His death on the cross. Now listen, what's our expression of our love for Him? <laughs> well, listen... Our expression of our love for Him should be to return that that love and sacrifice for Him. Uh, Not only is a friend's love expressed in sacrificing life, but also a friend's love is exposed by a sacrificing life. We see it for what it is through that sacrifice. He says, look, verse 13, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for a friend. Jesus says the greatest way that we can expose, express our love to anyone is to lay down our life for them. To give up ourself, to give up our, our, our uh, time, to give up our resources for someone else. Uh, Jesus showed His love on the cross. He laid down His life and laying down our life 
all sometimes look comes in the form of service. It's every day choosing to serve each day by laying down our life. Right? By by choosing what's better for those around us and what's better for me. By committing to others and their needs and helping them when it even to supersede my own. And so uh, Jesus and friendship with Him looks like a sacrificing life. Let me give you a second thing that it also looks like. Not only a sacrificing life, but it also looks like a surrendered life. Uh, he says in verse 14, He says, You are my friend if you do whatever I command you. Now, when we think about a surrendered life and our friendship with Jesus Christ, uh, you, you look at His relationship with the Heavenly Father. What, what did Jesus say over and over to His disciples? He said, I've come to do my Father's will. I've come to do my Father's will. I, I, I've come to really fulfill God, the Father's plan for my life. So over and over and over and over, Jesus gave His friends the understanding that being a real friend is someone who's ready to surrender their life. Our friendship with Jesus Christ is really predicated on our surrendering our life to Him. That His sacrifice for us it has no effect on us until we're ready to surrender our life to Him. Until we're ready to confess Him as Lord, to believe in Him as Savior, to, to submit our lives to Him. And only to, until we do that, then, then even His great sacrificial love on the cross... Well, it has no benefit for us until we believe in Him. For by grace, the cross, you've been saved, and that not of yourselves. But it's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What's Paul saying there? He's saying that, look, it's Jesus Christ's death. It's our faith in His death, our belief in His death, our trust in that death on the cross that puts us in relationship with Him so we can be called His friend. He says, you are my friend if you do what I command you. Jesus' closest friends, what were they called? They were called the disciples, right? No, the apostles. Well, the disciples. They were called the disciples. And, and you know, he, he called them his disciples. They were referred to in Scripture as disciples. They became patterns for understanding, for you and I to understand what a disciple is. As a matter of fact, we study their training. How did Jesus train these guys? So even the church today, we study how Jesus trained the disciples so that we can fulfill what God has commanded us to do, to go out and make disciples. And where do we learn that pattern? Where do we see the value and the direction? We see it in how Jesus Christ trained these men as disciples. What is a disciple? Someone certainly surrendered to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 14, You're my friend if you do whatever I commanded you. Jesus' closest friends were His disciples. If we're following the Lord Jesus Christ, let me suggest to you that we can be His close friend as well. We're closer friends with Jesus when we're surrendered disciples. To the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you may have been missing that friendship, relationship with Jesus Christ lately. Could it be that 
You may have kind of moved away from being a follower or you distance yourself from Jesus Christ or you've let a lot of other things in life come between you and Him. Maybe you've gotten so busy in your life today that you've forgotten that, hey, if I want to be a close friend with Jesus Christ, then I've got to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And I need to be a close follower of Jesus Christ. You had to ask yourself a question this morning. What is that thing right now that's between my really drawn close to Jesus? How can you answer that? A surrendered life. Let me give you a third thing. Not only a sacrificing life, a surrendered life that looks like a friend of Jesus, but if you look at verse 15, it's, a, it's about a sharing life. Uh, that we share certain things and we, we share things. He says, uh, he says that uh, in, in verse 15, No longer do I call you a servant, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. So Jesus is talking about a life here that's being shared. You see, a servant only follows instruction. In Jesus' day, they had servants in the house and and, and in a wealthy home. And that servant, the master never told the servant what the plan was. All he would do is tell that servant, you go do this and you go do that and you go do that and they'd get assignments. But they'd really never know the reason for those assignments. They'd never know what was behind all that and what the goal was to accomplish. And and so so a servant was just someone who didn't know the whys or the big picture or the intimate details or even the reasoning behind it. They just took the orders and executed the orders and came back for more orders. Jesus said, that's not who you are. He says, here's who you are. He says that, that uh, he says, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus says, look, you're not a servant. You're, you're not someone that, that I just give instructions to and go out and, 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 and you just do what I've told you to do. But he says, I've really revealed the, the whole story to you. You know, as children of God, we have the Word of God. And Jesus is constantly reminding us, renewing us, referring us to His Word because in the Word of God, we have the whole story. Not only do we have the what to do's, but we really have behind that the why we're doing those what to do's. You know, the Bible says one thing that Jesus does, He sends us out to be ambassadors. And we're to speak on His behalf. That's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5. And he says his ambassadors were to go out and represent God. You know, if we were a servant, then that's what we'd do. We'd just go out and say, oh, listen, Jesus is good and Jesus is kind. And you need to know about Jesus Christ. And then we'd walk away from that message and we'd think we'd fulfilled it. But you see, as a friend, we know why he sent us out. Because Paul goes on to say, not only are ambassadors, but you have this message. And it's a message that says, I implore you or I beseech you, therefore, brethren, to, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the reason that we go out is to tell the good news, but the why behind it is because God loves people and wants them to have a relationship with Him. We know, we know the story. And so now, no, we, we don't just go out because, uh, because we, we, know we have our instructions, but we go out now having our instructions, and we know why we have those instructions. We know what Jesus is trying to accomplish. 
We know what He wants to do. As a matter of fact, we have a lot of information on how it's all going to wind up in the end in the Bible. What's going to happen in those latter times and those days that's approaching the soon coming of Jesus Christ? So we know. And so those are the kind of details that you don't share with a servant, but that's the kind of details that you... What do you share with? You share with a friend. Friend. You know, a friend shares their secrets, their desires, their heartaches, their heartbreaks, their ambitions, all those things with each other. So Jesus says, look, you're more than a servant. You know, sometimes as uh, being a part of the body of Christ in church, we, we sometimes can get caught up in the narrow vision of who we are. Think, well, you know, God's just left here for me to trudge through and serve Him. He wants me to do this, 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 and this. And we can start that list. And if you're a list person, you can look, right, look up enough things that God wants you to do to make you a nice list. And you can start out doing those things and checking off that list and checking off this list. That item on your list and that item on your list. But if you do that, you're just a servant. But Jesus says you're more than a servant. He says you're much more than a servant. That you're a friend. And so Jesus has spent all this time revealing to us all the details of what He's doing and why He's doing it, how it's coming about and what our part in all of it is. And so He does that because we're, we're a friend. A friend. So you're glad to know that you're His friend because you're sharing a life together with Him. Well, let me give you a fourth thing. Not only is there the need for a sacrificing life, a surrendered life, a sharing life, But I want you to also say with me, certainly there is a need for a serving life. We do serve the Lord. It's important that we serve Him. Uh, But in a sense that we serve Him because we're friends with Him. He says in verse 16, You did not choose me, but but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. You see, Jesus tells us immediately in verse 16, He says, our friend Jesus selected us to serve Him. So you didn't choose me, I chose you. I want to tell you about my salvation experience just a minute. Uh, There was a time in my life when uh, I was really searching for everything, I guess. And, And in that, and in those days, uh, I was looking for anything but God. As a matter of fact, He was the last thing on my mind. Most of the waking hours that I spent during this particular part of my life, I never thought about God at all, really. And so I wasn't looking for Him. It was like what Paul said, there's none that seeketh after God, no, not one. Uh, have you been there? I don't but I wasn't looking for him. Matter of fact, I think I probably went to some places. I know he was there, but I really don't know why he was there. So I wasn't looking for him. Then there was this one point 
where all of a sudden uh, I began to entertain the idea of God, of God in my mind. As a matter of fact, not only did I begin to entertain the, the, the fact of God in my life, but I, I began to be, from my perspective at that time, I was plagued <laughs> by the presence of God in my life. That's how I looked at it then. Because it was problematic for me. Because the more I thought about God, the more useless my life looked. The more I thought about God, the more sinful I was. I saw myself. The more I thought about Him, the more desperate I became. And listen, I wasn't looking for Him, but He came to me. And He began to open my understanding. What I hadn't looked at before, I was now beginning to look at. What I hadn't thought about before, now I was beginning to think about. And and let me assure you, it wasn't me. But it was God. He sought me. And He began to deal with me about my relationship or lack of a relationship with Him. To the very thing that, and to the very point that I came to understand how much I needed Him. Now, if God hadn't done that, I would have never known that I needed Him. But He began to open my understanding, open my eyes. It's a work of His Spirit. I know that now. And so, so he, he called me into this relationship. And that relationship, and when we talk about serving God, look, it's not, I don't know, stacking folding chairs. For, for, for after the meal. That's not, that is serving God. That's not all there is to it. It's really devoting our life to Him. Devoting our entire life to Him. That, that every part of us is committed to Jesus Christ. That's serving Him. And so, so that's what He called me to do, is to serve Him. That He selected us to serve Him. Uh, and, and, and to follow Him in that service. And so if you look at verse 16, it makes sense that, that you did not choose me, but I chose you. In other words, you, you didn't, you weren't climbing up the ladder to heaven. You weren't looking for me. But I come and found you. And then he goes on in verse 16, he says, And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that fruit should remain. You see, our friend Jesus not only selected us, but he sends us to serve him. He says, I want you, and I want you to serve me. And I'm going to send you out into the world that you, you live in to serve me so that you'll, you'll bear fruit. In other words, I want to send you out into this world so I can shape you into the man woman I want you to be. I want to send you out into this world so you can learn how to humble yourself and how to be obedient to the Spirit, how to be submissive to me so that I can, so that I can grow fruit in your life. So, so I, I can display in your life love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all those things, so that the change and transformation in you is going to attract people to Him. Him. And so I'm sending you out to serve. To touch the world that you live in the realm of 
possibility that you have, the people that you come in contact with, those at work or family or friends or acquaintances that, that you're to, you're, I'm sending you out to them. I remember Mark chapter 5, there was a man that Jesus confronted full of demons. And Jesus cast out the demons out of this man. The, the people that lived around where he was staying were so afraid and so scared of this man, they wouldn't even come around him. And all of a sudden, the whole town showed up and they saw this man, the Bible says, sitting in his right mind with clothes on. They couldn't believe it. They, they, they saw that transforming power of Jesus Christ. This man experienced it in his life. And so when Jesus got ready to leave this man, he jumps up in line. To, he says, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. And Jesus says, no. He says, go back home to your village and show them the wonderful things that God has done. You see, he sent this man to display what it was to be a friend of Jesus Christ. But you know the good news is, not only does He select us and send us, but if you look at verse 16, that He supplies us. He says in verse 16, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. It's our supply, isn't it? That when we're drawing close to Jesus Christ, when we're responding to the fact that He's selected us and sent us, and when we're obedient to that in our lives, we can surely count on God to supply our needs. And He'll do that every time. For my God shall supply all of your need. And so we serve Him as a friend. Why? Because our friend Jesus served us. And all those things are elements of friendship. Listen, all I want to say to you this morning is Jesus is our friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. Bow with me and let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you.